Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much, and may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. All right, welcome back. <laughs> and we're back. Ah. Right. I don't know. I kind of, I don't like. Ugh, I feel icky talking national politics that long. You know what I mean? It's well. I mean, it's tough just because like we keep having to deal with this stuff time yeah. and time again. Mm-hmm. And so it's and and like it's getting boring because we're constantly having to say the same thing. Yeah. You know, but then again, I mean, we are, you know, 150, 160 years out from the Confederacy and they're still saying you've lost, get over it. All right. <laughs> so there we are. Wow. Hey, Jeffrey. Yeah. Welcome to episode 699. 69 with a nine. 69, nine, nine, 69. <laughs> yeah. So I did have a story, oh man, it confuses the heck out of me, but I really wanted to talk about it. And it was part of the Twitter news on Monday. They found a white girl dead in Wyoming and the indigenous people said, hey, why don't we ever get attention for this? And I, it, they put out a study talking about the statistics of indigenous people and I have it all. I'm going to put it in the note, but I asked you to look at the report because the stats were like 710 indigenous people missing. But then when I read the report at the end, it said there's 10 missing. Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to look at that? Because it was so weird to me. So this is one of those things where people latch on to numbers and those numbers, uh, the definitions behind many of those numbers are often confusing to people who don't understand how to read statistical analysis. So we saw something similar. Like we've talked to actually about something similar where 
we had that whole like 800,000 kids go missing a year or, or something like that. And what it really boiled down to is, is that, yeah, one year, 800,000 kids went missing, but of that 99% of them were recovered within 24 hours. And then it, that, you know, that number got even larger inside of 72 hours. And so what it worked out to be is something like, there was something like five or 6,000 kids that actually were, you know, still missing at the end of a year, which is still tragic. Like, like, let's not, let's not, say anything to the contrary oh, like when you still have when you still have kids who are missing it's still tragic but now the same thing goes to a lot of these other reports the, the metrics of recording it are still the same okay you have a number of people who go missing that that number is the you know the number of reports that get filed then you get the number of people who get recovered inside of 24 hours 48 right. 72 and usually you get about 99 percent recovery inside of inside of that time period and so you're left with a true number of people who remain missing now unfortunately one of the things that we have to look at is is that statistically speaking this has been a massive problem where mm -hmm. indigenous indigenous women are going missing at a much higher rate and children yes and children they're going missing at a much higher rate than other groups of people are right and the efforts that go into recovering the uh, recovering those missing women and children and people is substantially lower. Right. So the question is, uh, the question Embarrassing, is embarrassingly low. It's, oh, it's absolutely. I mean, I can't speak to every state, but I can speak to what Washington has done. Washington actually, basically, they cut a lot of red tape to to make sure that all agencies can interact with each other and try and find missing people. Okay. Um, whether or not that's working, I haven't seen really any data on it, but this is something that just really happened about two years ago. Right. Like right before, right before COVID hit um, is when they were talking about how all of, you know, they were creating a, um, new departments to be able to find uh, missing indigenous persons. And, and you have a large indigenous population in Washington mm -hmm. state. Yeah, some states don't have as much. Florida has a huge indigenous, you know, mm -hmm. um, group of people, and so does Wyoming. I, mm -hmm. it was, it's so weird to say, oh, I'm re I'm trying to research, you know, missing people in Wyoming, just mm -hmm. because some white girl went missing, and I'm not diminishing that. That's a horrible story within of itself, but it gets enough attention. Right. So, so what you have, like the idea that you have a specific number of people going missing and they're going missing at a higher rate than other populations. Mm -hmm. Statistically speaking, that's a problem. When it comes to recovery, it's, you know, recovery looks pretty similar in terms of, you know, how quickly they're finding people. Right. It's just that, that, you know, so in terms of recovery, that is, that's happening at a pretty consistent rate, maybe, hmm. it, you know, at least from what I can see it, it, it now that just depends on, you know, what, what state reporting data there is. And it's hard right. to not, you know, it's hard to be able to give a full picture without being able to dig into each state's reporting data. Of course. From, but from a crime, from a statistic, uh, statistical point of view, recovery looks about the same. Mm -hmm. It's just that 
in terms of going missing, it's a higher, it's a higher number, of, it's a higher rate of individuals going missing in this population, which means that it's also a higher rate of people that are still missing post recovery. So right. it is, it is problem. It is a problem. You know, you can have the same rate of recovery and be like, well, the system is working, yes. well, but, but the system is broken in two other places. Why are, why are they going missing at a higher rate to begin with? Yes. It's like, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's great that your recovery system is working. Let's, if there's ways that we can improve that by all means, let's do, but yes. the fact of the matter remains that statistically speaking, more people are going missing from this population and mm -hmm. that piece is broken. And we've got and to figure out what's happening there. If you take the step back and you see that three out of four indigenous people face violence or discrimination before the age of 20, then you realize that, yeah, there's, there's somewhere you can go back and adjust it, right? Mm -hmm. We have to be nicer to our hosts. And where's the other way it's broken? And so the other way is broken is the, the people who are still missing post-recovery. So like that, once we get to that 99%, mm -hmm. you know, and we've recovered most everybody. And, you know, when I say recovered, what I mean is it's not people, it's not always people who are coming in alive. I have to Resolved. make that the the case is resolved the missing person is located unfortunately for better or worse it doesn't right. really matter it's that they're found well they found gabby right it's just they found her dead yeah and and unfortunately that's also a problem uh, when it comes to indigenous populations you're finding a lot of people dead right um and now and then what then when you what you have left over is the the people who are still missing and, and not recovered and you know, the question is, is what kind of efforts are being put underway for people who are, for indigenous people who are still missing in, in that post period. Right. And, and, and this is where you see that frustration come into play. You've got Gabby, who's gotten this intense media outpouring through mm -hmm. every, you know, through every possible outlet whatsoever. And, you know, indigenous women are rightfully angry that, you know, there's, they don't get that level of attention. Yeah. Um, black women don't get that level of attention. Hispanic women don't get that level of attention. I would even, I would even also go into the fact that the LGBTQ community doesn't get that level of attention in a lot of cases. Oh, sure. Sure. So, um... so, so what is it that, what is it that makes Gabby so special to get all of this national media time, but not all of these other people sure because uh, <laughs> they know who because they know who killed her <laughs> and it's clear oh cut. that's a good way to look at it i think what you're saying is the systems they could use some improvement in communication and connection from victims families and residences and communities with the people that are investigating i saw that in the report that that was one of the things they could improve on was put a liaison whose only job it was was to address these situations but you got to admit that it's the media's decision on what to cover and they're not covering the indigenous people. And Correct. why is that? I wonder why that is, is do they not think we care about indigenous people? Do we not care about indigenous people? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's one part, they don't give a shit. And one part, they know who their audience is and their audience is white. Right. You're not seeing a lot of lifetime movies about indigenous people, right? And, and that's, and that's, <laughs> and that's where you've got part of the problem is, is that, you yeah. know, 
when 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 somehow the white person missing is more of a tragedy than 10 indigenous women missing like mm-hmm. it, it's there there's something there's something very off about that calculation and there should be something very off about that calculation yeah so so the question is is you know what systems are in place and and i want to make this very clear that a lot of the time you're you're relying on whatever tribal law enforcement systems there are in place right and whether or not there are any states is any state cooperation in place in mm-hmm. order to lend resources or set up resources. Washington actually set up a resource in order to more thoroughly investigate this. I can't speak to how well it's working yet. There's not a whole lot of data. Right. But the question then remains is what are other states doing in order to address this? Is there that same level of inner, uh, inner enforcement uh, cooperation? Right. Are there, are there inner, uh, inner agency, uh, task forces uh task forces set up in order mm-hmm. to with the specific uh goal of locating people that go missing yeah, in but... this regard and and that's where that's where you get this question of you know what what is actually broken and where but, is it broken yeah. and is there a federal database collecting all of this information that could be used as a resource for these task forces Mm-hmm. But it seems to me it's the communication. There might be a task force or an officer assigned to look at this stuff. But the thing is, is that he's not communicating well with the tribal community. And the tribal community isn't communicating well with the investigators. And so I think that's where the disconnect is. They're saying the disconnect is. I honestly think it's what we said before. Um, stop the violence against the children, the indigenous children. And we can stop the flow going forward. I mean, you won't have faced <clears throat> violence in after 20 if you didn't face it before. You won't be with that statistic. You won't be one of those three and four. Let's get rid of that, right? Let's just stop violence against our indigenous people. Yeah, there's 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 really a lot of places that we can start with this. And it's really frustrating that yeah. uh, that we're we're still dealing with similar broken systems. I will say that. At least, you know, what we saw in terms of like children's recovery, like statistics got noticeably better. Yes. So like the number of the number who went missing, the number who uh, were recovered within 24 hours, things got noticeably better. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, too, you know, the question is, is are you addressing what what that what that catalyst is? Why are people going missing? Yeah. And, And that's one of those things where there has to be more done to figure out what that catalyst is. What, yeah. what is it that is causing, you know, indigenous people to go missing? And I want to, I, I want to know why people, why we don't like indigenous people. <laughs> That's my question. My base question is if you're, if you're shouting at an indigenous person, if you're committing acts of violence against indigenous people, why? Like, what did the, what, why, why, (laughs) why? That's the base question. Why do we not like indigenous people? They're our hosts. We came and, we came and took over. You know what I mean? It's like, we could treat them with some respect. There's not so many of them to where we can't be nice to them. They're not taking our jobs. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it boils down to what we were taught in schools. You know, they were the barbarians. We had a duty to expand and proliferate and all this other bullshit 
Mm-mm. You know, when an inferior religion comes into and witnesses another religion, their first thought is burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what happened to the Mayas, right? Like Spain came and said, Whoa, you have a religion? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. We have to get past that. Everybody's allowed to live the way they are, but I don't it it was a story to bring up. But and lastly, my question was because the headline was the headline was mostly women. And then when I looked in at the stats, the end result was seven men missing, three women missing. So in the end, was that an accurate, was that accurate that mostly women go missing? Uh, hard to say, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I think okay. it, it boils down to recovery and yeah. who's remaining missing, you know. It, it, I got you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just unfortunately, like the statistics are not the the statistics are not what I would hope they would be. Mm-hmm. But then again, uh, it's better than nothing. I just I think indigenous men aren't privileged the way white men are, so we don't need to dismiss them for the female headline grab, right? It should just be people are missing and this sucks. So right. I see why they put the female spin on it, given it was attached to the Gabby story. But I think that we should be just as worried that a 40-year-old um, Native American man named James Norwood died on a highway like two years ago and, and nothing's been done about it, right? Like we need to care about all of them, not just, and that James Norwood thing we we addressed on Adam as a beard. That's how long it's been going. You know? mm-hmm. So I don't know. Let's see. So protests are erupting at um, erupting. Protests are erupting at UMass because um, there's a rape culture there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. It's just there is so much devastation to the female pop- populations around the world that it gets ridiculous that here's another story about students having to protest because their, their deans and their, their sorority heads aren't dealing with rape you know i this is one of those i i wish that i could be shocked surprised and horrified Mm. but having gone to university and seen you know just what little uh effort was done on the part of the culture that existed there yeah like i mean it just goes back to like um for example when i was uh uh, this would have been what 2010 11 something like that 2012 maybe uh it, my rival our, our our rival school um in missoula montana um basically they had like a log of 210 rape cases that hadn't had anything done with them and somebody decided that they were you know going to tell the feds what they could and couldn't do and when the feds showed up later that day, uh, that person was out of a job uh, because there were so many unprocessed cases that it, it had hit a point of the feds had no choice but to get involved. It was insane. So is that, the, is that the answer? More federal intervention in these areas? I've, like um, we're done educating, we're done informing, we're done telling people that what's happening is wrong. They're not fixing it. So federal well, comes in and does it. Well, that's it's one of those things where you know at some point you either either you're part of the solution or you're part part of the problem, right? And in this case, the part of the problem was is that they just weren't doing anything with it. Period. End of story. The question, right. the, 
Well, it seemed like it had a lot to do with their football program. A lot of cases surrounding their football program. So it wasn't diminishing women. It was um, raising men. Well, you can't ruin a man's life. He might have a good future ahead of him. Right, right. And there's always another woman, right? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, apparently Debbie has a great article about that. I'll see if Debbie can find... Uh, I'll see if Debbie can find that article and get that sent over to you because that would be a really good one to post. Um, I realize that you don't have a lot of information on this specific story as I don't, but I think it's an important thing to put in the stream of our conversations is this rape culture at an early age. It's devastating devastating to the victims for the rest of their lives. It's devastating to their, to the victims for the rest of their lives. But the thing is, is that it's not a unique problem at one campus. And that, that that. should tell you far more than you actually need to know. Like Mm -hmm. if this was just a UMass problem, we would all be sitting here going, well, that's really fucking dumb of that police department. But the thing is, is that it is a consistent problem across multiple colleges. Mm Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not, it, it's not just unique. It's just that you, you know, the students at UMass have had enough and rightfully so. Right. But what I'm trying to say is in the bigger picture, we have these Weinsteins and Cosby's and now we have this Nasser thing going on, but that's not enough. We also have indigenous people going missing for weird reasons and these abuses and now our college students. So what I'm trying to tell people that women and people at every level are being abused and we do nothing about it. It is the most underlying normal um, community thing going on in America that we just abuse women. And we don't do anything about it. The news doesn't cover it. Women on the news don't cover these stories. You know? Uh, well, and, and here's the thing is, is that the, the idea that the women don't you, cover Debbie. these, the idea that the women don't cover these stories is absolutely, you know, it, it's not the women that can't cover these stories. In fact, there's been quite a few cases where women have finally snapped live on air and said, this is enough. This is bullshit. I've had to deal with this my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually you hit, it hits a fucking nerve and rightfully so it's like, why the fuck are we not talking about this? Why right. in the fuck is this being swept under the rug again? Yep. Well, those gymnasts were the catalyst. It it hit my nerve. And I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of meeting broken women and, and, and fixing them for them to go out and be broken again, you know, and I'm tired of being broken too, just so you know, it happens to everybody on every level. Abuse is just tolerated when we don't need to do that. And I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand sexual abuse. I'm not a sexual abuser, but for, for two pumps, I don't understand. You can do that by yourself. Why do you need to abuse? You know, like a football player just wants to get his rocks off. He doesn't need another human to do that. He doesn't need to destroy a life permanently forever for that. Well, and, and, and this, it boils down to that, you know, what do we need the police doing? These Mm -hmm. are violent things that police need to be doing. I don't need them out fucking with the homeless. I don't need them out trying to chase down drug users, right? low level drug users. I need them fucking dealing with violent crime. I need them fucking dealing with this. And when you have that many unresolved cases, but you've got plenty of time to go dick with the homeless. Right. Like, I know what your priority is, and that's fucking bullshit. It's not women. No. And women are half the population, right? So I don't... So, so, so when, when people tell me that they don't have enough police force to deal with these kind of things, I call bullshit. 
Mm -hmm. Me too. You, it's you, have, you have a lot of resources. Your priority is, is not this. And right. that, and that tells me all I need to know. Right. It's just a shame that a low level podcast like us, it's a priority, but not for anybody that actually gets any real attention. You know what I mean? Like we hear people in Afghanistan, people in Europe, they're all like, yes, people in America, it's just not a priority. Well, and, and it, it is a priority. It's just not a priority for half the population. Right. I think it's because the media doesn't want to have so many bad news days, right? Like, oh, that's not imagine, true at all. They, they want... imagine they imagine people turning off the TV when you talk about sexual assault, though. Absolutely. You know? That there, there's your answer right there. You can have a bad news day talking about Trump all you want, and it sells mm -hmm. fucking eyeballs. But right. if you have a bad news day talking about the number of unresolved rape cases, people don't want to sit with that because it's uncomfortable. They'll shut their TV off. They'll click off the channel, right. and that and that stops <clears throat> ad revenue. Is what that they, does. They think, but yet our our fifth highest ranking episode of all time was on child sexual abuse. So people want to know about this stuff, right? Absolutely. And and that's the thing is, is that this is where you begin that process of accountability. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you that while we have a significant problem in the United States, I'm going to venture a bet that places around the world have the same issue where you have, mm -hmm. you have this, this weird rape culture yeah, that Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan. Under the rug. I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about places like that. I'm probably thinking of places also like, like France and and Germany and England Canada. and Australia right. and Canada. And I, I guarantee you that while the problems that we have are uniquely American, the problem itself is not. Right, and I think that's why it's resonating around the world with the listens that we have. You know, absolutely. And and the thing is, is that you know, at some point, people are going to say enough is enough. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like if 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 the police department doesn't want to get defunded, then fucking actually work on the violent crimes that are affecting half the population. Please, yeah. Okay. Because 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 here's the thing: is it's it's whether or not you know whether or not people want to admit it this issue isn't just affecting those who've had to go through that experience and live with that trauma it right. is affecting the people who haven't had to deal with that and are worried about if their number is next and that right. shouldn't be a fucking thing that's right and those people are finding no support so let's go with this one then because it's right on schedule the jury did deliberates in the um r kelly trial Oof. And I, I saw a tweet underneath this story that said, it's the mom's faults. The moms were starstruck and wanted their kids around them. It's R. Kelly. R. Kelly's the problem. Everything after R. Kelly might be a problem too, but R. Kelly is the problem. The pedophile is the problem. The abuser is the problem. We need to fix that and give those people an outlet before they destroy children. Hmm. Is it, does it make a difference? Is it less dramatic because R. Kelly's a celebrity, right? Uh, this is a nightmare too. Um, it's been a nightmare forever, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, this it's, has been a it, nightmare. I'm just attaching it to the other stories. So I mean, this, is, this has been a nightmare section. for, this has been a nightmare for 20 years. I mean, Dave Chappelle was making fun of R. Kelly years ago for being, right. you know, a creep. And, and, and it was mainstreamed and nobody did anything about it, right? And, it was just mainstreamed. Well, and, and, and I mean, here's, you know, like, 
once again, the victim blaming is is alive and well. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to find a way to blame the victim. Right. The whole situation can be bad. R. Kelly is the problem. I would yes. argue that the parents of the children were also part of the problem. To some extent, um, yeah. To some extent, they had to be. But not all of them and not all of the blame. Right. It's like, this is one of those things where it's all bad. It's just Mm -hmm. all bad. And we have to recognize that as much as we want people to make different choices, yeah, um, some of them are just dead set on hurting people for their own gain and pleasure. And some people are, for whatever reason, like the the they they hit the snooze button on the warning alarms right and then when it comes down to it we want to find a way to blame the victim for all of this happening mm-hmm. when the fact that you know they were kids yeah i mean it it's it's political until it's the 40 year old 40 year old guy videotaping your 13 year old daughter you know it's it's not an issue when you're bringing home from money from Jeffrey Epstein's house to pay the bills, but it was because your child was abused. So there's, to some extent, there's culpability, but you also have to remember kids run away. They don't tell their kids, their parents, everything, but you know, like on the other side, Larry Nasser had victims where the mom was in the room at the time. And those moms, they're killing themselves over that. And the gymnasts, the other coaches that referred people to him, they're dying over this. You know, the people that get hurt aren't just the victims. It's the support system of the victims. Yeah. It's, it's impossible for everybody to know something all the time, but. Recognizing the signs gets you a lot farther. Well, and, 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 and this is where having more conversations about what is and isn't, you know, abuse is, is, you know, actually teaching this stuff in schools is Mm -hmm. very important. You know, it's an important step towards creating accountable adults. And the fact that people consistently do not want something like this in their schools only perpetuates the culture. That is true. Mm. Mm. So, Jeffrey... Yeah. There's a real problem going on at Disneyland. Some of their employees are homeless and not making enough money to actually survive. This goes along with all of the uh, big corporations paying people a little bit of money, but then putting them on the system, Medicare, Medicaid. We're not paying our employees enough. Disney's one of those people that do it. And since I'm not a big fan of Disney, I want to call them out for it, but I could have called out anybody anybody tyson mm-hmm. i could have called out walmart i could have called out amazon it disney's just in that group of shitty corporations making money off the backs of people that are homeless uh, which is also where uh i think that we need to have uh, a metric in place where if you're if you have any employees that have to go on the system um mm-hmm. for benefits because you don't pay enough, you get zero tax breaks. Because be ultimately, nice. because ultimately, the rest of us are the ones that are paying for that. And I'm, I'm, I'm done paying for other people's uh, 
benefits when mm. corporations are paying nothing to ensure that the, that their employers are getting those benefits. So right. my answer is, is that if, you know, if you have to have any of your employees put on state or national benefits because you refuse to pay them enough, mm-hmm. then no tax breaks for you. Your tax rate is 20%. Get stuffed. I love how you kept that story nice and simple. I think I just want to move on because you just gave the perfect solution. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So ranchers in Northern California, they are sick and tired of the GOP. They see the GOP as one of the most useless tools to get what they want ever. And they're upset with Gavin Newsom. And now they're upset with Republicans. Where do you think they're going to squirt out towards, you know? Well, I mean, (laughs) uh, as someone who has a problem with Democratic leadership and Republican leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, realistically speaking, it's one of the things that people have to keep in mind is you're never going to get everything that you want. And, and California is big enough and diverse enough that um, policies made in San Francisco and LA are dictating policy Mm -hmm. in other places. I mean, we even see that out here in Washington where, you know, Seattle's policies uh, wants and needs drive the needs of the rest of the state. And, and, you know, that's, problematic in a lot of ways because you know what what seattle and tacoma need isn't anything close to what spokane needs right i say that all the time like in gun legislation you can't fit a law in a rural area that that's meant for an urban area you know and vice versa and then you got chicago when with their gun laws and you know they seem to be the deadliest city on the planet at least in the united states right well, because Indiana has its gun laws, that's the problem with that. Well, and Wisconsin has its gun laws, and but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because most of the like I was reading something about how um, there's a bunch of guns that have kind of I, where was it? I can't remember. But anyways, there's a bunch of you know once again a bunch of illegal firearms that are coming in from other places, right? Um, in uh, coming you know it's even just within Illinois, like it's. Yeah, I don't know what to say. 
Yeah, it's not solely Indiana. They're coming from everywhere. It's just Indiana is one of those places, the example of what to blame, you know? Well, you could blame Indiana or, Mm -hmm. you know, Chicago apparently is just doing its own bang up job of doing nothing. (laughs) I don't know. It's a weird place. It's 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 a a weird, it's a weird weird place. You know, the thing about Chicago is they segmented off. It's one of the most racially segregated cities in the country and they have a real way of segmenting off those populations you know what i mean mm-hmm. like two blocks over you're not going to see that same violence you know it's just you can go you can drive through chicago and just go a rough area great area rough area great area sucks mm-hmm. there's no there's no equality is the answer to everything and people don't have it and when they do get it Sometimes they don't realize how much they're abusing it. Yeah. You're not offering equality to the next person once you get it. You feel superior for getting it and want to hold it and keep it from everybody else. That's that's the that's the mystique of equality. That's why we all want it mm-hmm. for ourselves, but not for others. You know, like it's amazing how many people that scream for equality are also saying, "No, don't give it to them. Don't oh. give a racist equality. Don't give a pedophile equality. Don't give them the same resources to overcome their disabilities." But hey, yeah, I get equality. You know, mm-hmm. you can't take it away. I mean, you can't give rights. You can only take them away. Absolutely. Man, all right. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, do you think Northern California should should secede or should create its own state? Been, Not secede, but create its own state. They've been trying to do that for a long mm-hmm. time. But do you uh, think it's a viable theory? Uh, I think. Well, the problem there you're going to have is is that it's not just that California would have to approve it; it's that the feds would have to approve it. Mm-hmm. And if you think that the feds are going right now are going to uh, approve a very Republican held Northern California, you're, you're dreaming. Right. But do you think it, I mean, take all that away. If it happened, would it, would it be a benefit to those people in that area? You know, I don't care me being in Florida. I don't care what California does with its borders, but to those people in the area, you're in Washington. So you're like one state, two States above it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of curious. Uh, do you think it would benefit the people in that area to have representation that leaned more towards them than I think I think that I think it would absolutely benefit them in that regard like okay. who doesn't who doesn't want to have um an area that is more representative of them but right. at the same time too I mean I don't know how you're going I, I don't know how Uh-oh. you're going to make that happen when you've got two places that are you know territories or districts that right. have uh, approved to become a state and the feds won't take it up so i agree it's not going to happen i'm just wondering whether that's a larger conversation to have it's like uh, the, it's... Tex- the texas seceding they don't want to mm-hmm. follow government the federal rules and you know here's another group of people that are like we don't like the way things are going and well you know, it, I'd, it... I'd rather be a part of california in the um tax revenues that it brings in you know what i mean i'd well, rather be a part of that but if gavin newsom's going to ignore them and not give them like the conversations they need, then what are they to do? And then and that's, and you, that's part of the larger conversation. And, yeah. and you, and you consistently have all of these questions of whether or not we could redraw states. Mm-hmm. So that way, like Western Washington and Western Oregon would be one state and Eastern Washington and Eastern Oregon would be another state. You'd still have gotcha. the same number of states. It's just that one state would be far more liberal and one state would be far more conservative. Wow. Gerrymandering state borders. 
that's that's been a, a constant discussion oh, um, i never even thought of that before you know and that's and 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 that's just it is is that you know everybody wants to figure out a way in which they create their own representation mm-hmm. um and that's i mean yeah. I, it's a hard conversation to have really it's in that there's so many hypotheticals but in terms of federal uh willingness yeah. to do that they right. won't do it i understand that your representation when you get it is still going to have to butt up against my representation though and that's the important thing we need representatives that can work together like it doesn't matter if you become your own state or not your the representatives of your area need to work with other representatives and it's not always just the governor's fault that sometimes it's your fault too you know some people mm-hmm. want to complain and not fix the problem so they can complain other people are complaining because they're in the middle of fixing a problem hit the roadblock and need help so mm-hmm. that's that's where i see the difference you're never going to get your own state <laughs> you know it's, I mean? it's not going to happen that <laughs> was like okay. that was it's like fun. there was a proposal for six californias back in the mm, day that's and funny that just that never went anywhere either because the idea that number one california is going to allow itself to break apart is an interesting argument but right. number two the idea that the feds are going to accept you know what would essentially be five new states that isn't happening either <laughs> We'll just make it a field of white instead of stars. Yeah. Wow. So here's a big conversation that I'm scared to have. How about this? So House Democrats removed $1 billion that were meant to go to Israel's um, Iron Dome protection. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy. And the progressives got it done. And then then, uh, Democrats proposed it as a standalone and it got funded 420 to like eight damn it here's my question we can't we can't spend 20 years propping up afghanistan but we can spend 65 years propping up israel does that seem fair to i would the palestinians say it's, shouldn't we get out it's different it's, I, oh. the reason i would say is because we don't have land forces in um we don't have land forces in Israel. Okay. We also give a billion dollars to Pakistan a year. Yeah, but we give nine billion to Israel. That's my problem. Oh, I mean, when the it only comes reason to funding we, other governments, I have problems with that in general. The only reason that Israel was able to take the land that they did was because of U.S. funding. That seems unfair. And if it was unfair in Afghanistan, I'm thinking it's also unfair in Israel. Yeah, but also on the same on the same token, too, Israel is able to defend itself without without U.S. involvement, like ground troops. Right. And they've done that consistently since 48. Okay. Yes. Since 48, we've been giving them money to protect themselves. Yeah. And so whereas we gave a bunch of money to the Afghanistans and a bunch of uh, to the Afghanistanis and a bunch of equipment and all of that, (laughs) right? you know, and the thing is, is that I don't like it regardless. I don't like the idea of funding other countries' militaries. That's like, that's I my just... broader point. That's my broader point. Does, does It just creates an unfair advantage. And we give money all over the world. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, and 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 here's the thing, too, is, is that, you know, being objective about this, mm-hmm. you know, the Iron Dome is a self-defense system that intercepts rockets. It doesn't, right. it's not a land attack rocket launcher. Right. It literally is just a, it, it literally just seeks out incoming rockets and destroys yeah. them midair. So that way, so that way they won't, you know, kill people. That's, so that's so, why I was so weird that they defunded that. 
you know what i mean so so well, it's it's a it, it's a weird one because the it's just, it's one of those things that you know wow we're sending missiles to israel well these are rocket interceptors they don't have right. any land attack function yeah 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 but at the same that. token i'm not a fan of i'm not a fan of bolstering somebody else's military power either right. so there's there's that i i I'm, I'm not a fan of bolstering their political views. Like what I think is the answer is equality. Like I said, in that region, a Pakistani citizen needs to be equal to an Israeli citizen in the land owned by Pakistan. Like once a Pakistani territory. And even Mm -hmm. if you call it the Middle East. Palestinian. Yes, Palestinian. Yeah, Pakistan is on is an offshoot of India, right? Mm -hmm. Pakistan, right? Palestinian, Palestine. People need to be equal, and you know, Pakistanis need to be equal in Israel too. And I think Mm -hmm. America doesn't have equality, but we pretend to try and strive for it. So, supporting um, another country that doesn't strive for equality, I don't think is our ideal. I don't think that's something we should do based on that. Well, and that's, and this is, you know, once again, this is kind of a representation issue is Mm -hmm. is that, you know, you know, Palestinians want to be represented under a Palestine government, right? Israelis want to be represented under an Israeli government, but Mm -hmm. both of them have claims to the same territory. That well, yeah, Israel won that land fair and square. I'm not saying that I'm just saying that there won't be conflict if you can see the people as equals, the people in Gaza are equals to the people in Israel and to the people in Palestine. That's just it. Everybody's an equal, base, equal person, human, deserving the same basic human rights. No arguments there. Right. The, you know, the issue that you have is the question of, you know, Palestine views itself as being occupied by Israel, Mm -hmm. by the Israelis. The Israelis view the land that Palestinians have as occupied as well. And, you know, when two groups of people both hold claim to the same land and can are going to continuously talk about how neither government is legitimate, there's there's no there's no path forward to peace when you're when each uh, group's solution is, is that there will be peace under my government. Right. Israel won that land. They had deserved the right to be there. I don't believe they necessarily need they don't have the ability to expand like they are without discussions of equality with the Palestinians that they're trying to take the land from. Mm-hmm. And, and Gaza, just being in the middle of that controlled by Egypt, so weird. Just so weird. <laughs> Which, apparently Egypt gassed a bunch of tunnels and killed a bunch of people. Jeez. That was like a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that. Where, where uh, there was just a uh, ton of weapons being run and then Egypt just straight up gassed the tunnels and killed a bunch of people. Wow. But I get both sides. I get both sides. I'm just saying that you need to de-escalate. And if there's an Israeli in Palestine, he's an equal. And if there's a Palestinian in Israel, he's an equal. Let's get there. And then we'll talk. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't know that it's necessarily an issue of, you know, people being treated as people inside of uh, a, a border. I think the issue at hand is, is that one government lames mm, clan to okay. the other's land and vice versa. And that is the fundamental issue at hand. Okay. It's and, and that neither will accept the rule of the other. That's and, true. and 
I mean, like any other place, I, I guarantee you that there are issues of racism. I mean, mm-hmm. even within, I mean, even within Israel, they have an Arab Israeli party where, you know, it's, you know, people who are, uh, yeah, that's true. There is a representation in Palestine or in Israel's government. Right? Yeah. Well, now the question of how, how well that representation is done, I, I couldn't speak to that. I don't know, Right. but the reality is, is that, you know, the fundamental issue is you have two groups of people with two governments claiming the entirety of the land. And mm-hmm. that's a fundamental conflict. That's just not going to be solved by, Hey, everybody treat each other equally. Right. It's like until, until either ni- neither of, you know, neither of them control the land and it's a protectorate by somebody else. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's essentially how Britain ran it for a number of years is that, you know, Palestine, it was British Palestine. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Britain was the protectorate of it. And they were the ones that, uh, you know, administrated it. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Israel will never let that happen. And neither would the Palestinians either. So. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's not a person problem. I like that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very base level fundamental disagreement as to who should be in control of the land when, you know, with right. two groups of people laying historical claim to it. But you nailed it. It's England's fault. Let them deal with it. (laughs) They did it. Like after World War II, they said no no Jewish people can migrate to Israel, right? That that land. But then so they all started going to England and England was having a hard time housing them. So England was like, hey, let's just create Israel and be done with it. And they did. And they dumped all of those Jews there. And that's how we got where we are, you know, Mm -hmm. let them fix it, not us. Okay. All right. You thought you were going to get out of it, Jeffrey. You thought this week we weren't going to talk about it, but we are. So apparently there's a large group of Americans out of the 70 million unvaccinated that actually want to be vaccinated, but are having a hard time getting the vaccination because of their uh, racial status, let's say. What is Mm. going on here? Why, Why do we have inequality in something that's at a pharmacy? Like the vaccines at the pharmacy, anybody can walk in there, right? Despite racial overtones. Um, oof, this is a tough one. Is it? Are we not sending vaccinations to urban Americans or to Latino Americans in rural areas? Like, I, don't I, know. I no, I, I think that I, I don't think it's an issue of vaccine availability. I okay. think it. I think it is an issue of perception. Hesitant, it, hesitancy. It, not even hesitancy. I mean, there's already been a significant number of people who've reported that they're afraid to get vaccinated for fear of what other people within their party will think. Right. So it's it's more of an identity crisis than it is anything, because, you know, for this group of people, how can you be, you know, a freedom supporting American, but be vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, me being a freedom supporting american while vaccinated Uh, right but i think Uh, we're talking i think they're trying to say that um latino communities or immigrant communities aren't getting vaccinated because we're not communicating with them very well and i don't know if that's it like i don't i think so so okay so how do we reassure um minority populations that the vaccine is good well, that's the tough part is, is, yeah. is that, you know, when you have a history of medical abuse on mm-hmm. minority populations, when it comes time to get something that's, you know, going to keep you alive, 
how how are you going to tell people hey so we've got this new shot for you that don't have you know and not have that entire you know medical trauma come up that history of medical trauma come up right like it's 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 very much a it's very much one of those things where people are going to have to sit down and have one-on-one conversations and they're going to have to do individual convincing and individual assessments and getting people to talk to multiple um either family members doctors family doctors you know that's that's something that i've had to do with a few people where it's like Mm -hmm. okay look you know it's like yes i've had the vaccine here's what happened to me you know, I know you have some hesitancy. Here's what you should be doing. You need to talk to your doctor about this. Like I can, I can tell you about the numbers all day long. That's easy for me to do. But when it comes to medical decisions, like if you have any sort of, you know, healthcare concerns, stop looking at fucking Facebook. Stop. Stop. Go talk to your doctor, schedule an appointment, get a physical done while you're at it. Get yourself checked up, get your blood drawn, find out how healthy you are. And and have the conversation with your doctor about whether or not the shot is right for you. Because, hey, if it turns out that you have some issues and you can't get the shot, great. The rest of us are getting it so that way you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. But if your hesitancies are based anything on you know, political identity or conspiracy theories or what you read on Facebook... Right. You need to fucking stop and you just need to go talk to your doctor and have them help give you the information. Remember, your doctor isn't making any money off of the shot. Right. Your pharmacy, you know, your pharmacy makes a little bit of money off of people getting the shot, but it's only because, you know, they're, they have to pay for, you know, the people's time in order, and, right. you know, oh, in order to have the staff to do it. Like, this was overwhelmingly funded by public money so Mm -hmm. that way people could go in get mass vaccinated right but you got to talk to your doctor about health about whether it is right for you and your health you need to talk to a doctor that understands what medical issues may come up and Mm -hmm. have them inform you about what is going to happen don't let your friends don't let other people try and tell you that, you know, it's all good or it's all bad. It's, you know, I can tell you it's mostly good and overwhelmingly good. 99.9%. Uh, 99.92% if I remember correctly. Right. It's just that 0.1217 that yeah. goes up and down a little bit. Uh, 0. 0.08. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, when it comes to your own medical health and, it, and your concerns about whether or not something's going to be right for you, mm-hmm. consulting anybody who's not a medical professional is not the right decision. Oh my God, Jeffrey, I heard a story. I wanted to talk about something else, but you just triggered something. There's a new cure for COVID and apparently it is nebulizing hydro. Um, <laughs> hydrogen peroxide (laughs) is a terrible fucking idiot holy shit sorry i just i saw that and i was like oh i want to bring that up with jeffrey but neither one of us has any grounds to say do it or don't do it (laughs) terrible fucking idea what the hell 
like I assumed you knew about ivermectin. Ivermectin. Ivermectin yep. because of you know your work with animals, but nebulizers. I don't. Well, you have asthma, right? I have asthma, and I've had bronchitis, so I know what a nebulizer is. Can you imagine putting hydrogen peroxide in there? That's a terrible fucking decision. That is an yeah. awful decision. Yeah. Especially because if you know anything about hydrogen peroxide, here's what happens. Tell me. Hydrogen peroxide breaks down. Now, the chemical formula for hydrogen peroxide is H2O2, if I remember correctly. Mm. You're being on the spot, so we won't hold you to it. So um, what happens is, is that hydrogen peroxide because it breaks down it breaks down into hydrogen and uh, uh, water and oxygen which you're right, like right. oh hey oxygen that's great but the mm -hmm. problem is is that the amount of water that you actually breathe in when you breathe in is not at that level so essentially what people are probably going to end up doing is filling their lungs with fluid yes right as a terrible hydrogen. decision hydrogen well uh, hydrogen dioxide which is water. right right or di or dihydrogen monoxide i should say man All and right. yeah and and so as a you know that's the thing is is that like if you put hydrogen peroxide in the sun it breaks down into water because okay. hydrogen peroxide is unstable in sunlight that's why it comes in brown bottles in case you didn't know i did not know that yeah hydrogen peroxide comes in brown bottles because it is unstable in sunlight Wow. And so the more light it gets, the more it breaks down. And when it breaks down, it just breaks down into water and oxygen, H2O and O2. Gotcha. So when it gets into your lungs and it breaks down, if it doesn't fucking burn the shit out of your lungs first. Your throat, right. Um, blah, blah. What's going to happen is, is that it's going to break down because it's unstable into water and oxygen yeah the oxygen the o2 part sounds great but it's mm -hmm. the water part in your lungs that's the problem and you're gonna fucking drown yourself that's called pneumonia you'll get right. pneumonia pneumonia is which bacteria. is actually a symptom of covid that's what trump went dealt with right like fluid in the lungs so you're Ugh. just self-imposing fluid in the lungs and you think that that's, that's going to decision. strengthen your body against the co the effects of COVID. Well, that's like also too, like his, you know, Mike Flynn, the disgraced general, uh, did the whole claim that liberals were going to try and, and hide the vaccine in salad dressing. I was so mad, Jeff, because I, was like, I just... I just did an episode of Cooking Without Looking, and it was all about salads. And then I see the story, and I was like, am I starting some conspiracy here? <laughs> I'm like, salad dressing? Like, look, okay, yeah. so here, so so here's where this gets really fucking interesting and weird. Is, is yeah. that, so 20 years ago, when I was doing research on biotechnology, one of the things that we, you know, that that we were looking in the biotech realm was, can we put vaccines in different fruits uh, so that way we can easily distribute it to other right. places yeah bananas were a medium that we wanted to experiment with because a lot of things can be done with bananas it's it's mm -hmm. fantastic yeah. but like anything else it didn't work the way that we expected at all mm. or close because well there was a reason why shots were so effective you know why that is right because it went right into the bloodstream and right next to your lymph nodes. Mm. 
whereas the material would go into your body and then you would digest it and right. your your stomach acid is pretty powerful and it pretty much destroys most of that right so it wasn't the I, it wasn't the ideal that we, the ideal method that we thought it was, but then we were like, oh, well, if we needed to get more vitamins and minerals into people, this would be a great methodology. And it turns out, yeah, that actually works. But in terms of being able to vaccinate a population by putting it in food, no, it's a terrible (laughs) decision because it's not effective. Your stomach acid is going to neutralize it because that's what stomach acid does. And please don't start injecting like Caesar dressing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get me some of that balsamic. Right. There is there is one part of COVID that I think needs addressing really quick, but we just debunked like two debunk two bunks. You know what I mean? So I'm happy about that. Bunkin so debunkin. The last the last thing we're gonna talk about is the issue of boosters mm-hmm. and the misconceptions on in the media. The media is like Joe Biden said we were gonna get them. The FDA says you don't need them yet, and there's this controversy that Joe Biden was wrong. He was trying to force vaccinations on us and the FDA, well, they don't want us to have it. It's all this rhetoric. And it's like, there's a, there's a curve to the effectiveness of a vaccine. And we don't know the end of that curve yet, but we're still high. And so the Mm -hmm. FDA says, as long as your immunity is still high, you don't need a booster, but we do want to get it to people that could be affected you know and there's all this rhetoric and i don't think people understand can you get a quick quick synopsis on why we don't need boosters yet absolutely so what it boils down to is is that it it was made very clear that when it with boosters um they weren't seeing enough of a drop in efficacy for people who were healthy Mm -hmm. but for people who were immunocompromised they were definitely seeing a drop in efficacy. And we're looking right. at other real world data too. Israel has already given third doses of, of the vaccine and they're already looking at giving fourth doses. Right, which we, and, that, that's gonna go on forever. You're gonna get a booster, then you're gonna get a yearly, then you're gonna get a yearly, then you're gonna get a yearly. So, And that's really what it's gonna boil down to is, is that, um, it, so for, for the vast majority of people who've taken the Pfizer vaccine, you know, the question became, it's like, are we just trying to prevent mild cases of COVID rather than severe, uh, severe cases right. and hospitalizations? Are we trying to reduce the severe or are we trying to reduce the transmission? And so what it boiled down to was, is that there was plenty of data that said, hey, you know, we could probably, we could probably look at two places very specifically where boosters would be a wise idea. Mm-hmm. Number one, people who are immunocompromised because Boom. because they might from what they could see it was not it was that they just weren't getting a great antibody response after the first right. two doses. They were they were creating fewer antibodies than the normal person. So but by getting a third shot they were getting even more antibodies in their system and so that seemed to that seemed to be pretty cut and dry. Right. But then secondly, you know, when it comes to exposure, you know, what they saw was is that you've got a number of frontline healthcare workers that mm-hmm. are under constant exposure and while that efficacy wanes, that's probably not the best place you want your efficacy waning. The general right. population you can deal with losing healthcare providers to the illness not necessarily. Right. And so but that second one is actually a sticking point because the FDA recommended uh, boosters towards frontline healthcare workers, but the mm-hmm. CDC actually did not recommend it. And the, C- the head of the CDC overruled the advisory body to say, yes, healthcare workers should get it. Healthcare workers should get it. Mm-hmm. 
because it's the transmission thing. A healthcare worker, regardless of breakthrough infections, still has the opportunity to pass that on to somebody that isn't as in good shape. If right. you're immune compromised, you could be at the hospital a lot more than somebody who's healthy. Right. So it protects the patient. And yes, when you're constantly bombarded with something looking to attack every crevice of your body, you know, you're, it's going to break through once in a while. So I, I, I would say that one of the things I would really hope that they would kind of look at developing is is just kind of like finding out if there's a way that we could do like an antibody level test that you could do yeah. at home that you could do at home um and mm -hmm. figure out what your antibody levels are and that way people could actually figure out it's like hey do i need a booster for this or not right because one of the things that one of the things that we're up against is is that you know we know we have antibodies for those of us who have gotten the shot the question is is mm -hmm. where are you at yeah, and being much? able being able to determine if you're in that group, uh, you know, knowledge is power. And if there's an easy way that we can figure out and more specifically target who needs a booster, right. that would be the best way to do this. Now, unfortunately, I'm just not sure if a technology like that exists or if that's something that's in the works. Oh. I think it would be a fantastic one to know. Uh, so that way people who are like, well, should I get a booster? Right. And if you find out, hey, you know, my antibody level is still high. I absolutely yeah. don't need a booster. Great. Cool. Awesome. Quick little test. Simple. Good to go. Yeah. But if your antibody levels are low, being able to sit down and go, okay, you know, maybe I need to schedule mm -hmm. my, my next shot in order to keep myself protected, especially so for people who are immunocompromised, yeah. knowing, knowing how quickly your antibodies are going to wane, that's what's going to keep them from getting the sickest. I like that. It's antibodies. It's, it's a number and each of us are individuals. Mm -hmm. I love you, Jeffrey. Thanks for being here. Oh, my hero academia. I'll just go with that. I saw a TikTok and the girl was like, my hero, academia. And I was like, okay. It's or fantastic. No. It was, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll go with that one. Something about an al the metal alchemist or something. And oh, I, I, full metal I started, alchemist? Yeah, I started watching that show, but it was a little aggressive and weird for me. So I backed off of it slowly and moved on. <laughs> I actually just binged uh, Toradora. What's that? Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic little um, anime. Um, outcast love story in high school it's great oh, i watched i watched it when it first came out in 2008 and it was i really liked it and then suddenly netflix added it and i was like i'm up for a little nostalgia i liked this Aww. that's cool so i just watched i just binged that here so nice. highly okay. recommended well thank you for being here that's all i needed <laughs> you're awesome go um go give hugs all around and i hope how's the family just real quick everybody's doing all right you know all right. um it's it's been a it's been a long and busy season for us everybody mm -hmm. getting back into school and working on some projects so nice you know it's it's definitely it's definitely been uh, all over the place um mm. so but everybody's healthy and in good spirits okay how's your lie like dead as a fucking doornail fucking environmental pro problems yeah, I'm going to have to dig that fucking thing up and at some point go find another one because God damn it, I want a fucking lilac out front. I agree. You deserve a lilac. Hey, everybody, send Jeffrey as many lilacs as possible. Oh, my God. Adam, no, I have way Adam, too. <laughs> fucking Adam. <laughs> Adam, you better get a lilac bush over to Jeffrey right now and then ask me for the cash app. 
You know that Adam, you know that Adam is just going to show up holding only a lilac bush, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think in one hand, I don't know what he's holding in the other, but I don't want to be there to see it. Well, one of us, one one of us will see him. We love you, A-Dog. You take, we love you, dude. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.